Buena Vista. This is a bonus episode. My name is Ben and I'm here at the beach. I've had a bit of a splash of about in the waves, but now I'm back on my towel, dozing in and out of sleep in the pleasant warmth of the sun, occasionally setting up to take a sip of a coldish beer and look at the sea. A safe 1.5 metres away from me, reading a nice book in the shade of a Hello Kitty umbrella, it's Lucy. Oh, Hello, come Lucy. On. Come on. <laughs> Am I wearing a Lolita dress? <laughs> yeah, you absolutely are. I was just going to leave that up to the imagination of the audience, uh-huh. but yeah. Of course. You've I hope you've full, got sunscreen uh, Gothic Lolita. Mm-hmm. You're wearing the big, chunky, weird shoes and oh, everything. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I dated a girl in high school that was into doing that stuff. Mm. Uh, it's a just lot. Just like, she'd get like these weird Victorian, oh, I guess they're not Victorian, the uh, they're somewhat, yeah, I know what you mean. Whatever they are, there's some specific time period. I don't fucking care, but she'd wear like the shoes. She'd have like an umbrella and shit. And this is in like Harvey Bay. This is in regional Queensland. <laughs> and she's like <laughs> just walking around town, fucking. Yeah, it's very. I strange. just love seeing that kind of aesthetic in a very hot climate. It's oh my god, it very good to me. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, she's a very strange girl. Uh, that. I'm sure she's listening. Yeah, absolutely she is. No, she's definitely not a subscriber. It's fine. Uh, She, like, went extremely Christian after we broke up and then ended up marrying another extremely Christian dude. They didn't ever spend time together alone before they got married uh, to avoid the temptation of fucking. Wow. Uh, And her extremely wholesome... Uh, bridal shower, which was obviously uh, a booze and stripper free, mm-hmm. involved doing a bunch of challenges around South Bank, such as going up to a bird and singing at it like a Disney princess. <laughs> I hate this so much. Yeah. I, uh, she's <laughs> a lovely a person, but, you know, I think uh, given the information that I have now, uh, we certainly were incompatible. Hmm. Sounds like she found her match, so that's nice. Yes. Uh I believe this guy's last name is also Crab, which is very funny to me. <laughs> uh, don't use this information to find out who this person is. It's <laughs> a lot out there. Someone's going to be straight on Facebook figuring this out. I know yeah. I would be. <laughs> uh, other than the fact that I just started this episode off by uh, bitching about one of my exes, uh, we're doing a nice episode. That's that's what we're trying to do today. Um, everything sucks. Everything's very, very depressing. Uh, there's not really any escape from it because the things that you would normally turn to in times of trouble are largely unavailable to you. So we are being as fundamentally nice as we can by just listing things that are nice. I like it. I think that's all that we can do. There Uh, is some nice news in the world, such as stonks go down. That's true. Stonks have been going down. I and which means now I'm not a business person, but I think that means it's time to buy. Because mm, you want to buy true? low, mm, mm-hmm. and then you. The plan the is probably to uh, sell high. Is what I what I hear. Oh, that makes so much sense. Uh-huh. I, I assume that's the one thing they teach you that if you get uh, like bachelor in business or whatever. Yeah. Day one, buy low, sell high. Uh, day two, where R M Williams. Mm, they love that shit. And like tight, tight, uh, sort of tannish brown pants with a tucked tight. in collared shirt. They look too small. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, obviously they don't need a lot of mobility because they're kind of just doing phone calls where they're yelling buy and sell into the mm-hmm. phone or they're updating their LinkedIn. So, you know, not a lot of legwork there. 
They're not pound yeah. on pavement. So you can wear the tight pants. You can wear the uh, the fitted blue blazer with oh, the tan pants. Well, don't they? Mm-hmm. There's always like a vaguely nautical element to it. Mm, definitely. I don't really understand. Not too formal, but I like to have a bit of fun. But I'm also a man of the sea. Mm. Those are the things that I would like to convey <laughs> to you. Uh, I'll start us off. Mm. Um, this is the first nice thing I have in my list. I think a very nice thing is if you like, if you go for like an afternoon swim in water that's a little bit cold and then you dry off and then there's a light breeze, but the air temperature is about skin temperature. That's mm. very nice. That is nice. I'll agree with that one. That's nice. I mean, I'm sure you're not swimming that much at all because you're kind of like an indoor kid. That's right. Um, <laughs> Avoid it a, as much as possible living on a tropical island. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we've said this on the podcast before, but uh, how many times would you say you've been to the beach in the last year? Listen, <laughs> <laughs> it's more than I would back home. It's definitely okay. four to five times. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. It's not I mean, so the bad. water temperature car, though, would be... So it's kind of a nightmare. It's kind of annoying. Waikiki is the worst. Don't don't plan on going there anytime in the near future. It's probably quite uh-huh. nice right now. Tourism's down. That's some good news over here. Have That's they, something nice. Are they closing the beaches like they've done with Bondi and stuff? Um, I don't think so. I've definitely seen some pictures from there. They're very empty, but I don't think they're oh, necessarily closing them. It's difficult to close them. A lot of them are just like unmanned type places maybe yeah. Waikiki Beach is closed but uh, hotels are losing money that's some good news <laughs> yep <laughs> at least we can take them down while we're at it uh, then mm-hmm. when society reforms we'll do it without them that's right uh, yeah. speaking Just... of nice things in the summertime uh-huh. how good is a really hot day and your first sip of an ice cold beer oh <sighs> I was going to put that on my list and then uh, didn't, which is not a criticism of you putting it on your list, but... I thought it might be a little hack, but, No, you know. it's such a good one, though. There's, like, a weirdly... And I don't know if this is a chemical thing or purely an emotional thing, but there is, like, a small rush that definitely comes from just that first sip. Definitely. It's a million Especially times better thirsty. than all the other ones. Even though I know it's not hydrating me, when you're very thirsty, <laughs> sipping on cold beer, oh, it's so good. Well, look, beer is, you know, 90% water, so this... Uh, I'm no scientist, but surely. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't quote me on this. Uh, yeah, that's always a fucking treat. I love that one. I mm. like. There was something real nice. It, it works better with shit beer as well, I think. Like, there's something extremely satisfying about just getting like a pint of a beer that doesn't taste like a, a lot like anything. Mm-hmm. That oh, one's yeah, it's got to be a shitty good. beer. It's a VB yeah. for me, for sure. It's got to be something crisp. You don't want a craft beer for this. No, certainly not. That's You're never going to get what you want there from like a double IPA. No one's being like, ah, oh. yeah, the first sip of this Belgian <laughs> triple Chocolate after stout. a long day. <laughs> 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 mm, this Chipotle chili stout is really quenching oh. my thirst. God, I hate it. It's still so trendy in America, the whole craft I mean, beer this- business. This is kind of like my whole life, largely the two venues I work at are both craft yeah, beer right. places. But like the the thing is that everyone I know that works in craft beer is absolutely sick to death of talking about craft beer. Mm. Like selling it is fine, drinking it is nice, getting in nice ones, very good. But like you'll still get, there's a specific sort of punter that'll come in and just really want to have, like, a five-minute chat about the beer, and you're just like, it's just good. Like, just be like, oh, this is quite nice, and then walk yeah. away. 
Like, I'm very happy for you. You're on a flavor journey right now. Uh, I, I bet you're having a wonderful time using Untapped or whatever the app is called where you track <laughs> all the beers you have. But, like, just just enjoy just it. enjoy it. Just drink yeah, your we, beer. Wine too. Just have a... Just drink it. Uh, I mean... <laughs> you're <laughs> literally doing an online wine tasting course I at sure the moment. Am. I sure am. I want to appreciate it, but then I also have a glass here of a fine uh, boxed... Uh, I believe it is a Vela brand boxed wine. Mm-hmm. It cost uh, eighteen dollars for five Ooh. liters. It's, oh. oh, it's quite nice. Oh, yeah. I'm swirling it around by the stem. I'm looking at the legs on it. It's uh-huh. quite nice. <laughs> How's the body on that bad boy? It's, it's definitely a medium body. I will say that. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. I'm so shit about wine, and I just thought that like at some point in my adult life it would come to me you know that you'd eventually you just get to a point where oh you know i've been drinking wine for so long now i do kind of know a little bit about it right and like no i definitely appreciate a more expensive wine than i used to but that's about it i have like a really every now and then i'm like oh it's all fucking nonsense and then like two days ago I had bought a bunch of bottles of wine just to have in the house and like most of them were stuff that I knew that I liked because I bought it before and then I was like, you know what, there's like one weird Italian $8 wine here and I'm like, fuck it, I'll get that. How bad could it be? And it just tasted like absolute piss. <laughs> and then uh, one of my friends had dropped in last night uh, when he was drunk uh, with a bottle of wine in hand that still had $32 written on the bottle in like... Marker pen. Wow. I was like, oh shit. And it was fucking amazing. I was like, god damn, mm. wines do taste different. Fuck. I fucked it's, up so bad. It's true. They certainly do. Unfortunate Although, that it's true, but you know. There's, you know, something slipped through the cracks. Uh, friend of the show, my friend Sean, is a huge advocate for the uh, Hardy's, does like a one two liter, liter Shiraz. Oh, two oh, liter? Their, yeah. Their cask one. Uh, it's like 20 bucks for two liters, I think, and it is fucking sensational it is good tasty as fuck wine i should have just bought a bunch of those instead of some bottles of wine i fucked up i think yeah i'm just getting overrun with bottles here because you know it's it's fine to drink more often than you would right now that's Uh how i'm viewing things yeah i think it's like i because i've been working from home for a long time now but like at least there was some structure to my life before where like when i was working pedestrian i would try not to drink three days a week that I was doing pedestrian. Mm-hmm. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no booze. Thursday to Sunday, absolute chaos. Uh, yeah. But like having just that little bit and then making times where it was acceptable for me to drink and generally I had stuff to do during the days. I had places to go, so I'd be driving maybe. So I wasn't doing that. And now I'm just like, well, it's 10 a.m. I don't even know what day it is. It's airport rules out here. <laughs> Drink whenever. It's airport rules everywhere. (laughs) Fucking burger at 10 a.m. Doesn't matter anymore. Just like wake up, have a beer and a vape, (laughs) look around the house aimlessly. Uh, I've finally gotten George into gaming. Oh, really? um, And all it took was Animal Crossing. Like, uh, she's, she's just, I think, like a morally better person than I am, so doesn't Mm -hmm. like use her time to just sit on a couch looking disgusting in front of a video game for hours on end the same way that I will occasionally do 
And then yesterday she like started playing Animal Crossing. I was like, oh, I don't really get this. And then this morning I was woken up at like seven by the sound of a Switch controller joystick moving right near my <laughs> head because she had just brought it into bed and started playing it again. Oh God, I want Animal Crossing. I've never played it, but everyone's enjoying it and it makes me feel jealous. I have, I usually never buy new release games because they cost a fortune. Mm-hmm. And I've never played an Animal Crossing game before because they looked boring to me. Uh, but every single person I know is playing it at the moment, and they're all like going to each other's little islands and stuff. I know, I feel and so I was left like, oh. out. Yeah, it's like a nice little bit of community that they're all doing. And I'm like, oh, all right, fuck it. Really is a very nice time for it, for that yeah, to be the thing everyone's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Love it. Playing Animal Crossing and Doom, and that's, <laughs> that's all they're doing. Yep, pretty much. Uh, I'm going to say another nice thing here. Mm. Uh, a nice thing is when a dog that you've never met before seems to like you like especially more than mm. like if you're with a group of people or if the owner's like, oh, weird. Usually they never don't like strangers. Yeah. yeah. How fucking rewarding is that? It's so rewarding. We uh, we dog sit for someone on the island here quite often and uh, I asked them why Ponyo, the little, little dachshund, uh, keeps humping me. And apparently you know, she never does that. She hasn't done that in a long time. <laughs> hasn't done that in years. Every time I see her, she's uh, very, very vigorous with the humping uh-huh. me. So uh, I don't know if that feels nice or unpleasant. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a sign that they like you, I guess. So I guess definitely. it's a compliment. But I mean, that also feels like with the same tone of being like, no, that guy's just sexually harassing you because he likes you. It's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's a dog. Yikes. Different rules apply. Yeah, she's just excited. She just thinks I'm her girlfriend. That's fine. Yeah, well, that's you know these days you got to take love where you can find it. That's right. Um, is, there, there's something about dogs where it seems like they have some sort of like, you know, there's probably completely arbitrary sort of internal mechanisms inside a little dog brain where like the ones and zeros in their thing or whatever are flipping randomly based on like smell and color and shape or whatever but it feels kind of like they are seeing through you with an extreme spiritual clarity yes. like the dog has seen your soul and just been like you are good <laughs> it's true they're great judges of character i choose to believe that that's what's happening not cats terrible no. creatures well i mean how would you even know if a cat liked you, you obviously no one thinking. of my friend's cats I, I sorry no I this is me reflexively being mean to cat owners and cats but uh, one of my friends' cats does this where so far the pattern has been that this cat Momo hates all men except men that are called Ben. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's like th- three or four Bens that this cat is regularly interacting with because my social circle is extraordinarily full of Bens for some reason. It's pretty weird. Uh, Okay. Yeah, it's it's quite odd. There's a lot of us. But, uh, yeah, this cat just loves bins. I, like, went in one day and they were like, oh, because I went to try and pet the cat. And they were like, oh, just be careful. It doesn't really like men. Then just likes the cat bins. was very warm and friendly to me. It's like, oh, Maybe it's the, the rule. nominal determinism thing. Maybe you're a certain kind of guy because you were born a Ben. Oh, you know? I love that. Mm. Like, you reckon it's fostered certain personality ben traits. Ben energy. Uh-huh. Oh, I love that. That's a, that's a wonderful theory. <laughs> For sure. Wait, what's your degree in again? Uh, philosophy. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's it. <laughs> yep, that's it. So I've got my list of nice things here, and I'm going to be honest, a lot of them are plane related. 
<laughs> Great. Just about the whole airport experience, which I'm really missing. I was meant to be catching a plane to Australia yesterday. Not happening, so obviously. When you say you are missing the airport experience, are you missing it because it means that you're obviously not seeing the friends and family you want to catch up with, or are you missing it because you enjoy the when airport two experience? Steps. There's obviously the seeing your friends and family at the end, but there's the first enjoyable experience, which is plane. Wow. Mm. Deeply troubling. I mean, don't you like having a drink at the airport? Oh, yeah, that's nice. I like going to the... I mean, obviously you won't be familiar with the intricacies of the Brisbane domestic terminal. No, but not there's, personally. There's a weird little offshoot from the domestic terminal that is just where all the shit airlines fly out of, which is mm. obviously the only ones I can afford. And there's a really terrible... It's a double cafe bar. So it's staffed by one person, but they can walk to the bar side, then through a little door over the cafe cafe side, right. depending on how it's doing. But for some reason, they have tins of Newstead, like four or five of them, just like a brewery that my friend owns, uh, like tucked away in the bottom of one of the fridges. So you just go there and I'll be like, hey, I have one of those. You sit there, you do a little people watch. You wait for you your do. shitty flight. Got your laptop, you're browsing, you're people watching, you can see planes, you can I hear played. planes. Civ 4 on my laptop last time I was there. It was great. Oh, that sounds nice. It was a lovely time. But what is is it that thrills you about the airport experience? Well, you get to see planes up close and they are magnificent (laughs) machines. Airport, one of the top ten places to see planes. (laughs) Certainly one of the easiest places to see a plane up close. You can watch them take off if you can sit somewhere where you can watch a plane take off. Oh, it's beautiful. (laughs) It's beautiful. And then you get on the plane and I'm going to say it. I like the airplane food. Okay. I mean, I don't hate airplane food. You're vegetarian as well, right? So you I am that. now, yeah. Yeah. So uh, one thing I quite like is that if you select the vegetarian option in advance, mm. you get You are going to get a better food. You get it like 10 minutes before everyone else as well. You sure it's do. A, it's a little life hack for you. If you don't mind eating a plant-based meal, uh, you get served your dinner early. It's normally something good too. It's normally like a spinach pasta or something. It's or a little curry delicious. or something sometimes. Oh, a little curry. Mm, so good. I just love the little experience. I love putting on a movie. Got my blanket on. Someone's just bringing <laughs> me a tray full of food. I don't have to think about anything. They're bringing me my wine. If you're flying internationally from Australia, you're going to have as much wine as you like. 100%. That's a treat. Mm, oh, man, the treat. first time I realized that you get like free wine on Qantas flights. Uh, Because I never get them, but if I have them booked for me for like a work thing or whatever, and I'm just like, holy shit, I'm going to have five red wines on this 45-minute flight to Sydney. (laughs) It's so good. I flew business class once because I had points for a free flight, and it was like negligible, the difference between business class and regular. This was just from Melbourne to Sydney, so it was less (laughs) than an hour flight, and it was such a ride. I drank an entire bottle of wine. Because basically, oh, they remember your name, they ask you what you want to drink up front, and then the flight attendant will come back and be like, Miss Valentine, would you like a top-up? And he just has the bottle of wine there, and he just keeps on coming. They just keep on coming. You Holy get a drink fuck. before you take off. You get a little champagne or a little orange juice. Get whatever food you like. They're living a whole different life in there. I like every time I walk past the the exclusive sections of the aircraft, like mm. to file through... To my extremely shitty seat at the back of the plane. Like, especially for international flights. 
where I'm like doing the maths on like how much leg room they've got and like, mm-hmm. oh, so when that folds down, they're lying like almost perfectly horizontally. Oh my fucking God. I'm so jealous. I hate like international flights because I'm not like crazy tall, but I'm like a big ish person. I feel I'm like in men are in general pain. having a worse time on a flight, oh, leg room wise, at so any bad. time. There's no comfortable way to sit. It's I can't sleep on planes, so I just like get drunk and take yeah. prescription medication. And, Me too. And uh, then still can't sleep and then feel terrible. <laughs> oh, man. I, I've said this on the podcast before, but the fucking... I, I think I was flying back from the States, maybe, and like took two Xanax and drank like a couple of scotches and then still couldn't sleep. So I was just losing my mind watching Coco and just crying my eyes out for the whole thing. <laughs> oh, the poor person sitting next to me must have just been like, what the fuck is happening to this person? Oh, God. <laughs> oh boy. Um, so was uh, being at the airport and seeing planes take off the nice thing from your list there? Yeah, just thinking about all the things I can't do right now. It's making me feel oh, sad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Oh, uh, boy. Only planes I've been seeing are, like, the military ospreys flying over, which oh, is really unsettling. Because we live, at, like, because of Pearl Harbor, they're always doing exercises and stuff. So that's the only plane I've seen this week. Yeah, right. Yeah, that is creepy. Mm, it's we pretty creepy. a helicopter flying over our house the other day, which is, like, nothing, right? It's not... We're not in lockdown. It's not a police helicopter. It's not anything. I just couldn't figure out what it was. But it was, like, directly over our house for, like, 20 minutes. And the whole time I'm like... This is probably some dumb traffic cop to shit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But also a part of my brain that's just like, well, this is the end times. Something <laughs> horrible is happening. Because the last time this happened, when there were helicopters flying over our neighborhood, it's because there were two armed gun- gunmen held up in a house just around the corner. Oh, great. Uh, so yeah, that was very unsettling. Uh, no aircraft over my house, please. Like, not within a couple of hundred meters. It's pretty unsettling. Especially yeah. when your windows are shaken. It's not a nice feeling. Don't love yeah, it. Yeah, that's unpleasant. No, thank you. Mm. Like, the people in the helicopters have to know how loud they're being. Come on, don't be a nuisance. Don't be a nuisance. Rude. Have you been in a helicopter before? I have been in a helicopter. Uh, mm. One of my relatives when? came over, because I, I used to live at Phillip Island, down the bottom of Victoria. And they do scenic oh. flights over the island. So, one of my relatives came over from England, and she bought us a little scenic helicopter flight which was nice your pilot's always like a fucking 18 year old guy (laughs) (laughs) anytime you go in a helicopter it's like the youngest man you've ever seen flying the plane (laughs) i don't like helicopters i don't trust them but it was it was was nice the uh the like the helicopter flights i got because of that work thing where i got to go out to that island on the reef Right. The pilot I got was like a middle middle aged British guy, but the oh, other pilot from that company was like a nineteen year old dude. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> so. Oh man, I wouldn't even trust you to drive a car. They're Holy either fuck. nineteen or fifty. That's the only two helicopter pilots you've got. <laughs> the only other time I've been in one is when I went skydiving, which was obviously a fun time. Have you been skydiving? No. And I would awesome. never ever will. I thought I never would, and then I made a rash decision when I was in New Zealand, and I just went and did it. And I didn't really think about it until my legs were just, like, out of the helicopter. Oh, oh God. It's nice, but it's also not nice. Somehow, for me, doing it out of a helicopter seems worse than doing it out of a plane, and I can't justify that in any way. Mm. Uh, Like, how high up is a helicopter going? Oh, maybe it was a plane. I guess it was a plane. It was just a very small plane. 
Joe. It was oh, a tiny so plane. Different. But so your first time you have to do it tandem, right? Like you're yeah. strapped to an instructor. Strapped to a man. He was an extremely large man. I assume they balance out the weights because I was like the smallest in the group and they put me with this giant of a man. Oh, I mean, that does make sense, kind of. Yeah, it's very uncomfortable there. You're sitting there in the plane and he's just like strapping you onto his body. It's a very intimate experience. I think that might actually be the thing that turns me off the most. Like if someone told me like that I had to do it by myself, I think I would be happier. Just it's a very personal experience, I think. Like you know, we it's completely shaking up our relationship to the ground entirely. Mm-hmm. We were never meant to be that high above it. Not on some sort of mountain, you know, like, yeah. uh, yeah, I feel like it would be, was it a vaguely emotional experience or just like, you just screaming woohoo all the way down? It definitely wasn't a woohoo. It was definitely, <laughs> I don't really feel scared of things until they're actually happening. So I wasn't like psyching myself up. People were getting really nervous in the plane. I was fine. And then once you're like dangling your legs out the side and you're about to jump, definitely an emotional experience. Oh man. Yeah, that's, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Have you I been? Do recommend uh, it. What's the other one? Bungee jumping. Have you done that? No, I don't like that. I don't like no. the idea of it. <laughs> you're fine with the down, not so much with the up. I feel like the back up. If something fucks up when you're skydiving, you're just gonna die, right? Oh, you're just gonna yeah. splat and die. If something fucks up when you're bungee jumping, you're not gonna have a good time with it. I'm pretty sure there was a thing from like a couple of years ago that was one of those like. Either they didn't anticipate how much the person weighed or they let the line out too long mm. and they just, like, hit the ground at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, you don't want that. That's a no thank you from me. Also, imagine if you get, like, severely injured and then the next five minutes of your life are you just going, like, back up and down on this thing getting <laughs> jostled just, around. Just broken bones just <laughs> swinging around, oh, bouncing fuck. up and down. <laughs> uh, yeah, no thanks. Oh, boy. Skydiving's good, though. I do recommend it. Uh, check out skydiving if you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a nice thing here. Uh, I think it's very nice when you're genuinely surprised by how good something you cooked tastes. Like, Oh, God, it's so good. You know, like when you thought it was going to be nice, but then you have like a bit of it and you're just like, holy fuck, this is so good. Mm-hmm. It's the best. And you know, it's like... Your taste in this is objective. You can't lie to yourself about it being good. That's true. You're your just partner like, or whoever shit. you give it to is going to be like, oh, it's great no matter what it is. But yeah, when you think 100%. it's good, oh, it's perfect. It's delightful. You're just like, man, I, maybe I am all right at this. This is fucking yeah. wonderful. I love that I used feeling. to hate cooking. Now it's I love it. Now I live for it. I think the first good night I've had so far after I had a string of very bad nights in a row, just like mental health wise. It was just like, I put some music on in the kitchen, and then I just cooked dinner, and I was just like, oh, this is good. Like, this is something that I enjoy doing. It's something where I feel I have complete control over my domain, and it's mm. also kind of normal. Like, this is just what I normally do, and it, it felt normal. really fucking lovely. I used to never understand why people said that cooking was, like, relaxing and calming, because I used to find it really stressful. But I think that's when you just don't know how to cook yet and you have to follow yeah. a recipe and it is stressful and it sucks. But once you learn to just get some basic cooking techniques down, God, it's the best. I love being in the kitchen. It's real nice. I think there's like the, there's a step definitely in your brain where like you do everything enough that 
you know what it looks like when something is either about to fuck up or on its way to fucking up or whatever, where you can just adjust. You're just doing little adjustments all the time. Mm-hmm. So there's no point throughout the process where you're like, oh, fuck, I fucked this up. You're just like, oh, turn that heat down a little, turn exactly. that heat back up. It's like quite blissful because you're just looking after all these little elements and all comes together and it's something nice and then you get to make other people happy. Exactly. Which is real fucking good. So good. Uh, I like seeing how many people are learning to cook and experimenting and trying new things while we're all stuck at home. It's quite someone, pleasant. Someone who, like, is usually, I uh, would describe them on Twitter as maybe an extreme irony poster, <laughs> like never done anything sincere in their whole life, uh, did an extraordinarily long thread about a five-hour process for cooking, I think, French onion soup. Okay. Uh, that looked incredible. And they were just like talking through all of their steps of being like, well, I'm doing it this way because it'll bring out more of this flavor. You can cheat doing it this way. We could stop the process now, but this is why I'm going to do it for a while longer or whatever. And it was just so lovely. It was like 60 tweets long and I went through meticulously like favoriting every single one of them. Just being like, yes, yes, Hell yes. yes. Sincerity's okay. back, baby. It's good again. <laughs> this is the time for it. <laughs> I just Definitely like, is. I'm so weird on Twitter. Anytime I see like, you know, you'll see a joke or something, you'll be like, no, no, not funny enough. And then I see anyone doing anything vaguely sincere about, I just read a good book or mm, I just yes. cooked a delicious meal. Phase. I'm like, take it. Especially when it's someone who doesn't normally post like that. Oh, the Love. best. So good. I just, there is, uh, as much as it is extraordinarily fun trying to tear people down all day, uh, it's really nice just seeing people try and do nice things. Mm, I like that. Not to the level of lifting each other up. We don't want to do that. That's, oh, that's God, too no. far. But, um, Let's all stay neutral here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. Have you uh, you got another nice thing there? What have I got here? i got a question. What's your favorite thing, food, drink, etc., when you're really hungover? Oh, oh like, that's What's a your ideal? Question. If you could have absolutely anything you wanted. Oh... Mm. I struggle so probably like a filthy burger I think because I really mm-hmm. I can't handle I need solid ingredients I cannot have anything with like eggs in it when I'm hungover because and I'm assuming this is like a this is a chronic hangover like an extremely bad one like life on the line hangover I need mm-hmm. like the greasiest thing possible but mostly bread. Yes, same. So, like, just, uh, you know, if I was eating meat, it would be probably a double quarter pounder. That would probably save my entire oh, I can't life. can't do it. can't do the, I mean, I don't eat meat, meat anymore, but just, like, the burger thing when I'm hungover, it's not for me. It's too it's much? Def- what are you, definitely what are you like looking at? My ideal, which I can't get anymore, is a cheesy mind scroll from Baker's Delight. Oh, fuck, man. I so eat, good. like... Four cheesy mite scrolls a week, I reckon. I love them so much. Like, I used to eat them almost every day. <laughs> there, there's a a Brumbies in between, which is it's basically Baker's Delight, right? Uh, it's in between me and the bar. So, like, every time I walk past, I'm like, oh, I reckon I can maybe spare four bucks twenty for a cheesy mite mm. scroll. Uh, they're just Brumbies. so good. I think That's Brumbies is probably... like a lower tier Baker's Delight, but they have better pies and pasties. Oh, is it true? It's I've, my, it's my I've not really opinion. explored their hot pastries selection. I'm mm. kind of, yeah, I'm sticking with the classic. I'm a real cheesy mite scroll guy. So good. That and like 
McDonald's orange juice, which I don't know what it is. It's certainly not orange juice. It's so good when you're hungover. It's probably 90% water and it costs more than a soda, but it's delicious. Yeah, they are pretty good, actually. I, uh, I'm i a huge fan of a, a solo or a lift as a hangover cure. Me too. I don't normally drink soft drink, but when I'm hungover, like a lemon-based soda, mmm. Yeah, Sorry for saying soda. Please don't yell at me. <laughs> no, it's, it's fine. A pop. We had, good lord, <laughs> we had a a friend of ours staying with us from the US for last week. Uh, like he just went home a couple of days ago, and it was just like you know that weird thing in your head where you're like, should I say it the way that he would be used to hearing it so that he knows what I'm talking about, or is that patronizing? Exactly. So, like when I'm over in the states, I will never compromise. I'm never calling anything by what an American would call it, even if I know it means I'll be like, what? Yeah. Uh, I can't do it. It just sounds so insincere. It does. Like, the one thing I've compromised on is red pepper instead of capsicum. Oh, look, that's fair enough. I mean, they're not going to be like, oh, of course, it's the Latin name for the bell pepper. So mm-hmm. I will, <laughs> you know, that's a fair just enough at, one. At Subway trying to order my capsicum and being stared at like I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Refusing to budge. Capsicum. Uh, how are you feeling about oregano and basil at this point? I'm not compromising. I'm not going to say basil because it sounds fucking stupid. Yeah, that's the worst one. The one the two, thing that's fine far. is the cilantro and coriander because obviously they get the name from like Mexican food, which is cilantro, and we get it probably more from Thai food, which is why it's called coriander. It makes sense. Oh. I'll call it cilantro. Sure. I assume yeah, that's that, why that, we call it what we do call it. I mean, let's never look this up, but that sounds like a very plausible explanation to me. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely yeah, not saying basil, though. It sounds stupid. I think they call the seeds coriander. I might be wrong. I think wrong. so, right? They're not Is cilantro seeds. Um, yeah. Look, that's fair. I'll accept those compromises. Have you? Mm-hmm. And you've settled on soda, you know. But like America is fractured on that as well, right? Yes, certainly. This is what yeah. I hear. It's pop or whatever it is. Also, I just yeah. think the word soft drink is hilarious. Where do we yeah, get it that is from? Like, so weirdly, like clinical as well. Oh, yeah, I hate like realizing a, the things that we say that are that are fucking stupid, like the words that we have that are ridiculous. You never want that level of clarity ever. Uh huh. <laughs> are there any in particular where you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that? So you know when you get a thing stuck on your shoe and it's like a spiky little circle, like a plant thing that's spiky. Do you I know do. What I'm talking yeah. about? What would uh-huh. you call that? I don't know what I would call that. I'd call that a burr, maybe? Okay. So, I don't know if this is Victoria, but I would call that a bindi. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's Sorry, certainly no, one I'm, that as soon as it came out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm thinking of a larger thing. But, the all right. So, bindis for uh, the, the little ones where it's just a spike with a little bit of leaf on the end, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, no. Bindis are still a... Uh, we definitely have those. My backyard yeah. is full of them. Mm, it's uh, one where I said it out loud and I regretted it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking, when I was a kid, we had like, in one of our houses, we had a pool, which is fucking amazing. Uh, nice. uh, but there was like a, just a sea of bindies between the house and the pool. And I would just as a kid just be like, I don't know why I wouldn't just fucking put thongs on or something. But I'd be like, oh, if I just run across... It'll be less bad every single time. I'm just driving them straight into my feet with more force. Uh, absolutely <laughs> baffling decision from a young Terrible man. Terrible decision. Oh, not a smart man. Not a smart man, indeed. 
And nothing has changed since. <laughs> uh-huh. What uh, else have you got over there? What else is nice? Uh, I have... Um, sorry, I just got a text message where I was trying to determine whether this meant that I had just got the weed that I had bought. It's actually a record that I ordered. Uh, either way, good hmm. news. Nice, either way. Uh, don't just call it the bounty to me in a text message. That's very mysterious. <laughs> Uh, I think a nice thing is waking up when you've like you've had a nap on a day where you didn't have much on. You've got no time pressure. You didn't feel like you had anything to do. You lie down. You have a little nap in the sun maybe. Uh, you wake up feeling very rested. But also, it went for shorter than you thought. You're like, oh, it was still only that time. That's amazing. Hmm. Okay. I love that feeling. I hate naps. Because I mean, they always I'm go longer than I think. Well, that's the problem with naps. They always get away from you. They certainly do. But now, you got nothing but time. Got nothing but time. What are we meant to do with all this time? I don't know. And I feel like I should be me, bettering myself. Like, well, I mean, you're doing your wine tasting course, so you got that. That's right. <laughs> There's such a like stark divide between, like, everyone I know works in hospitality, right? And so they're all fucked. Like, we're all out of work got nothing but time all we want to do is hang out we can't we're trapped inside uh, my friends that did have jobs that were meant to be continuing just got sacked uh but then i know other people like white collar workers that are still just well actually andrew and theo for instance yeah, still who, just working it's still yeah, they still got work to do like and for me obviously financial security is probably one of the most important things for your well-being but also having to work through what feels like such a catastrophic crisis must be so stressful. It like, seems pretty terrible. I just can't imagine just seeing everything that's happening right now. We're all horrified, like looking at the fucking news and stuff, like uh, just as things get stricter and stricter and we're taken away from all the things that would usually make us feel nice and then having to fucking wake up and do your dumb bullshit paper-pushing job that fucking sucks with people you hate. In your house to Zoom chat with the people you hate. Can you imagine? Oh. I'm trying to think of when I did used to work in an office. If I was still working there, having to wake up and get on a fucking video conference call with those people. God. It's a nightmare, right? Like Sounds like shit. You know, I'm, I'm glad for everyone that's still still getting money at this time. But, like, it's got to oh, yeah. fucking Money would suck. be nice. Just, like, dealing with the same depression all of us are dealing with. But also just... It's being like, yes, I've got to do that uh, financial report yeah. on the Smith case. <laughs> I've got to <laughs> get in there and I've got to open up this Excel spreadsheet and I've got to, you know, move, I've got to shade all of these columns. Oh, I don't move know, that colour's a bit too strong. Yes, I couldn't do it. I think I would completely fall apart if like 38 hours of my week I was being asked to act like there was absolutely nothing wrong. Mm. I think that's a, a recipe for insanity. I guess you can still cry a little bit at home. You can have your can have your Don <laughs> Draper whiskey at home while you're working. Got to switch my camera off for one second, guys. <laughs> I'm muting my microphone. Was that you heard some cry. loud sobs? Oh, I didn't. I didn't mute the microphone. Hang on, let me have a second crack at that. Just screaming into a pillow. Yeah, it's a uh, solidarity with you if you are someone who is being asked to. Do your dumb bullshit meaningless job. Although I did, I mm. tweeted a little bit about like 
sort of joking, but not really, about white-collar jobs all being fake and the work not being real. And then I had, like, a couple of people reply being like, actually, I work for an NGO. It was a white-collar job where we're literally saving people's lives. All like, right. Okay. We're not talking about you. All right. And people who have uh, inherently meaningful work, uh, please ignore the tweet. And also all of my tweets. Uh, because I'm not, not denigrating what you do. No. Good on you, if that's you. Uh, you know what? Good on you, everyone. I think everyone's doing a great job right now. Everyone is doing a great job, especially people that have to physically go to their jobs. Holy fuck. Yeah. That's Sucks. terrifying. Our uh, like local IGA now has a... Uh, they're keeping maximum numbers of people inside the store, which obviously everyone is supposed to be doing, but they've also got like a little station at the front where you like walk in and they basically someone is watching you like a hawk as you wash your hands properly for a good 20 oh, seconds, wow. uh, which is good. But also you just can't stop that level of exposure. The, you know, these people that society like undervalues way more than everyone else, pays them way less than everyone else, works them way harder than everyone else, uh, are now on the front line at the being risk of getting this fucking horrible disease, a virus, not a disease, sorry, uh, yeah, you don't yeah. want uh, science people yelling at us. No, <laughs> please don't get mad at us. Uh, <laughs> luckily, we put the correction immediately after the thing that was wrong so that we don't get those like tweets and emails where people are like, ah, oh, you fucked this up, and then later, like, sorry, sorry, I didn't I get to the point where you... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always wait till the end of the episode before you write in your correction. Or not. Yeah. You know, whatever. Please We'd love to hear from you. So. Unless it's Andrew, in which case he often gets things wrong and we don't correct him because he's normally... He's normally just talking and he's on a roll and I don't want to stop him. You can't you can't, you stop, can't him stop him. You can't stop him. Even if you try, you can't stop him. Oh man, he did a great one the other day where he kept calling fucking um, uh oh god, what was he saying instead? But in the part where we were talking about Chet Hanks, he kept calling Chet Hanks the wrong name multiple times. Really? <laughs> throughout his spiel. He called him a different last name uh a whole bunch of times. Wow, uh, and I was just like, "Oh, we can't, we can't correct him." But just uh, let him go. Just watch go him back go. and uh, listen to the start of I don't know what episode that was, but if you know it, listen to it. Uh, tell me if I'm crazy, because I swear to God that happened, and I just didn't want Probably. it. Probably, I feel like I just tune out sometimes. Oh look, just I'd never say go. that to him, but you know. <laughs> uh, you got another nice thing there? Do I have another nice thing? Or am I all out of nice things? Some of them are just basic nice things, like when well, you look, when you find is... money in a pocket. Oh God! Oh, isn't that's it so a great good? one. Especially yeah. when you're broke, getting yeah. a really hard question right at trivia night. <laughs> Your life is quite <laughs> trivia centric. It uh, sure is. You should uh, play along with the um, the the Netherworld trivia that we're live streaming now. Uh, oh, that sounds so good. Our it... trivia thing is also doing like a live stream, which is very fun. It's very nice. Oh, God, that's great. Fuck I think yeah. that's a fun thing to do at home. They're also taking donations for their trivia hosts and things like that. Oh, that's real nice. But it sucks. How am I meant to... I played against my husband, Jesse, the other day, and we got the exact same score. It's a real <laughs> letdown. <laughs> that is the cutest thing in the world. But on different answers, though, right? On like, slightly uh, different answers, yeah. Uh, you're not just slowly merging into one person because you're married. No, we bring different things to the uh, trivia team when we go out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what a relationship should be about, being it complimentary sure to one another. Oh, my other nice thing, it's being mm -hmm. the final kill cam on Call of Duty. Oh, yeah, that's a good that's one. So good. 
Yeah, especially when I'm sitting there and I'm like, everyone is watching me. Everyone is looking at how good I'm doing. <laughs> In reality, I don't think I've ever watched a final kill cam. <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's just you. I'm sure everybody else is watching them with rapid. Yeah, everyone else is watching and being like, damn, she's fucking the best at this game. I, when I was like terminally depressed, didn't have anywhere to live, didn't have a job, was like crashing on a friend's couch when I was. 19, I think maybe, I became insanely good at Modern Warfare 2. Like, all I did while he and his wife were working, I would spend nine hours online playing Modern Warfare 2, and I would, like, consistently, like, best kill-death ratio, like, most kills, whatever, fucking nail it every single time. And I have never, ever been any good at any video game since then. Wow. Ever. It will never happen again. Same for me. It's when I was like the most depressed ever. Uh, I was like 19 and uh, my boyfriend broke up with me. And it was one of those things where I was like heartbroken and I thought I wanted to die. You know how you only ever get heartbroken like that, like just once? Mm Mm-hmm. And you have yep. to be below like, oh, a certain age. This you're like, this is happens. the worst feeling imaginable. Oh, and God. I want to be dead. It's It will never go away. And then mm-hmm. I got Modern Warfare 2. And then it went away, you know? I like that we have the same origin story. That's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> Explains <laughs> oh, a lot. Fuck. I think I had just been broken up with at that point as well. Wow. Karina. God damn. Like, guess you through anything. You can just really throw yourself into it. It's good because it's repetitive and it's always there. Mm. You know, it's like a skin a box or whatever. You just keep pressing the thing and you're like, whoop, whoop, there it is. The game's done. It's going to give you another one and it's the same thing again. And you can, you know, if you're so inclined, yell racial slurs at the other 13-year-olds that are playing. Exactly. Uh, And then you can do that for the next 10 years of your life. (laughs) Anytime that life is going bad, you can just fall back on it. I've never... I can't bring myself to do the headset thing. Uh... You don't need to. No, but I mean, I I've got friends don't do now. I do that on Call of Duty. I just, I mean, not to talk to strangers, but like if I was doing group stuff with friends, but I'm so embarrassed at the thought of like George walking past the living room and seeing me just going, ha ha, yeah, nice one. Oh, no, <laughs> down by the, oh, oh, oh grenade. Oh, like that is so embarrassing to me. Just got to embrace the life. Like this is the woman that is, you know, we've been together now for a bit over four years. Wow. You've seen the worst that this has to offer? That's still too bad for me. That's I can't, still too low of a bar. That is a bridge too far. <laughs> I just wanted to think of me with like slightly more dignity than what that entails. Yeah, especially when you've, you've got like, if you've got like a big headset on, you look like really fucking stupid. Just king of the dorks. Yeah. And like, that's, and I think the headset plays into it a lot. When someone just pointed out to me that you can use like regular like headphones that have a phone thing on them i was like oh okay that's way less embarrassing but it's yeah, also it's much the, less embarrassing it's more discreet for the discreet gentleman mm-hmm. uh i've got another nice thing here what have you got uh finishing a very good book and having just a little sit to reflect on the experience of having read that book you know when you like oh, when nice. an ending is like really big or satisfying Mm. You just have to sit there for a little bit and just like kind of process it. It is nice. Even a film. Same thing with a film that was really oh, affecting, yeah. you know. I feel like you can kind of gauge how much the emotional impact of a movie has been when like 
everyone's just sitting there in silence like three minutes into the credits. Yeah. Just like, oof. So Unless good. it's I mean, a Marvel movie and then they're waiting to see whether... The the Captain America says a joke after. Yeah. Or a guy comes back and they're like, oh, no, he's got the Quantum Gerald. Oh, fuck, we're fucked. And then they look at you like you're meant to understand and you're like, oh, shit. And there's a one person in the like the cinema who's really loudly talking to show off that he's read some of the comics to be like, that's Glaxulon. Glaxulon mm-hmm. needs the Quantum General. Glaxulon. <laughs> definitely <laughs> a real, real man. <laughs> I've been trying I'm to definitely... read books again. Have you yeah, been reading well, books? I have been reading books. Uh, I have a little ritual where, because I'm, you know, a white guy of about my age and my disposition, mm. big time Kurt Vonnegut head. Right. Uh, and I've been trying to buy every single one of his books, but I refuse to buy any of them online. So I do like a kind of roulette where I go to the one little bookstore in West End, Avid, lovely independent bookstore, support your independent bookstore, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I just, it's a roll of the dice. You know, he's got like 15-ish books and I have nearly all of them. Mm. Uh, and they just continually restock the books seemingly at random. So sometimes it'll be one that I need. Most of the time it won't be. But I went in there last week being like, well, I need to get some books before all this, you know, shit hits the fan. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And they had two of the last three that I needed. And I was like, yeah. holy fuck, this never happened. So I got both That's of those. That's so nice. I got two fucking Noam Chomsky books because I'm trying to become oh. a smart person. It's uh, going to make you feel good inside. It's going to make you it, feel positive. Yeah, I'm sure it will. <laughs> uh, what about you? You... I still struggle to read books. Like, I used to read all the time when I was a kid, and obviously the internet and also just going to university and reading all the time has ruined my enjoyment of everything. Uh-huh. Uh, I am reading 100 Years of Solitude. Oh. I love nice. that. It's very pleasant. Um, i got some books around here. I don't have a lot of books. They're all back in my storage unit in Australia. So we have some books from the library here. Not a lot else. And I've got a big... Chuck Palahniuk collection because that's the kind of do. person that I am. <laughs> I read those like crazy when I was a like, I don't know, 19, 20 year old. They're some of the only books I've read a lot of because they're very easy to read. They're very enjoyable and short. They're not super complex. No. He has a really good, like the, his style of writing is just like fun to read as well. Yeah, it's, like, it's fun. All these little factoids and asides that he crams into stuff and like uh, yeah, yeah, I enjoy things like that. I find it sometimes difficult to read things that are a little more serious, but I'm doing my best. God I'm bless doing my best. I'm probably just going to reread some of my favorites. I mean, that's not a terrible thing. Like, I I take such extraordinary comfort in reading books that I've read before and watching movies that I've read before because uh, I, I so have good. a sensitive I disposition a and I don't like surprises. <laughs> I love watching a movie that I've seen a million times. That's nice. I think generally I try and stop myself from doing it because I have this like niggling fear that uh, I'm just going to, you know, like die having only watched like a handful of things. But then I think in these circumstances, do whatever brings you some fucking comfort. Reread so. your what's faves. Your, what's your comfort movies? Oh, God. What are your comfort movies? Row uh, off a few for me. It is definitely The Wedding Singer starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> that is probably my favorite movie of all time. I love it's every really minute good of movie. it. I've seen it definitely upwards of a hundred times and I love it. That was um, a, when my family first got a DVD player, 
like when they first came out. Uh, That was one of the five free DVDs that came with it. Uh, So I watched (laughs) that a bunch of times. It's a good film. It's definitely the best Adam Sandler film. Yeah. I think. Definitely one of the best. I love Billy Madison too. I just love uh, silly films like that, obviously. Some of my favourites. What are your comfort movies? Uh, I cannot get enough of watching uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Okay. I could just watch that movie over and over and over again, and it gives me, like, just... It's a a really easy movie to get swept up in. Just, like, the pace of it, and there's so much sort of grandeur to it. And, like, the whole thing is just building up to this really fucking spectacular big ending that just pays off beautifully it's just so good it's so beautiful i could watch that movie every night of my life and i would still be like ah wonderful what's wrong with our brains that they enjoy watching the same thing over and over again it's just something very nice about no surprises i think just like true yeah even re-watching tv shows been doing a lot of that george has been watching through mad men for the first time which means i'm sort of secondhand re-watching it for the first time I was thinking about rewatching it, but it's a big time investment. It is huge. I thought she would be done by now. She started a very long time ago, it feels oh, wow. like. Uh, but I think she's getting to the end. But it's uh, it's good. I think the thing that, like, watching it again, there was a bunch of jokes that I missed when I was younger that are about, ah, look how sexist this is, or look how homophobic right. this is, or, like, whatever, and... Uh, a bunch of historical events crammed into the background that I also didn't really know anything about at the time. But also, the biggest thing that's going to hit me this time is just how cruel this show is to the people in it. That's terrible. It's just torturing all of the people that you kind of like. And yeah, it's, it's hard. It's a hard watch. Yeah. Sure is. It's a good, good show, though. The design, like the production design of it is fucking phenomenal. Oh, it's so good. It's a beautiful visually show, especially to yeah. watch. Um, good stuff. What else have I got here? What else have you got? Uh, getting like a really good silence is nice. Like if you live in a, a city, you don't really ever get that. But like every now and then you'll like go out to a... You don't even really get that in national parks over here either because they're so full of like insects and rustling trees and shit. But like right. you go out to like the desert or something or you're just out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, in a desert? So oh silent. I love the desert so Silent much. like you wouldn't bloody believe. I love the desert. There's just something nice about it. I think our brain is so surprised to hear actual silence that you're just like, oh, the thing that I thought I'd been hearing the silence before was actually like a low hum of background noise. <laughs> yeah. This is actual silence. I love that feeling. It's nice. Every time I go back to the States, I'm just like, I, I want to go to a different desert and also the ones that I've been to before. It's just that sort of solitude is just really nice for the soul, I think. It and now nice. we're experiencing a kind of solitude that's bad for the soul. We sure are. It's the worst. It's very strange. At least, uh, I don't know. I, I can imagine it would be worse doing this completely alone. Yeah, I keep thinking that, about that as well. I had a few things in my list that were going to be like nice things about when you're in relationships and stuff. And I was like, oh, it's kind of mean, actually. Like, not saying that... It's necessarily it can bring up the bad parts. Yeah, you know, there's a comfort in having someone else around if you're stuck by yourself. But there's also an element of 
Nothing. Take my will... wife, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, don't. Please don't. I, I need to hear. But uh, you know, nothing will really like stretch the patience and generosity of each person in a relationship more than extended proximity to each other. Mm, I keep thinking about people that are like in maybe like six month long relationships right now, oh. having to make that call. You're just gonna have to like. I mean, and I feel like people are kind of optimistic at that point as well. Maybe if you're not necessarily ready to do that, yeah, and that's what you've decided to do. Feeling good about it. Oh, and you're gonna you're gonna find parts about each other that you didn't expect. You yeah. know, and sure, you'll find parts about each other that delight you as well. That's kind of how it works. But I don't know. It's, it's okay weird. to argue about stupid things right now. That's the thing is that you know we've sort of found ourselves getting. I think just a combination of. The stress and the anxiety and being a little bottled up. We'll get, like, weirdly snippy at each other over dumb shit. Mm-hmm. And then, like, ten minutes later, we're both just like, that was fucking dumb. Let's it's not okay. do that. It's okay to do that. Yeah, it's going to happen. That'll happen. It's, uh, yeah. I don't think it. it's going to be easy for anyone. Uh, and it's okay to feel like shit even if nothing is happening to you, I think, is a nice thing to keep in mind. Like That's true. Uh, you know, this is one of those things where people feel bad about complaining because obviously there are people who are going to be affected a lot worse. You know, the people that are completely out of any sort of financial support, people that will get sick, people that will have friends and loved ones get sick, people right. that will die. But it doesn't mean that you're not having a shitty time if you are. You know, this is hard. It's hard on everyone. And it it's uh, it's like... It's okay to feel like shit if you want to. And you can post about it. It's completely fine to do sincere posting right now. Go for it. Yeah. This is your time. Just, you can post sending hugs. Go for it. Send love to people that you, like, only know as uh, people whose jokes you like. Just be like, hey, I think you're good and I hope you're okay. Just chat to people. that's a nice thing to do. I think it's totally fine to do that stuff right now. That's our uh, crime pass for the week is just it's okay to just try and be kind to people yes uh, and if you want to be uh rude to people on the internet who are people in enormous positions of privilege rich people landlords whatever um you can do that as well if that makes you feel better that's fine too you can uh, definitely laugh at uh companies like boeing oh, especially God. you can i know people are affected by their stocks going down but wouldn't that be nice to have to worry about your stocks going down? It's, it's such it's a okay weird to, one, right? I know. It's, I, I know assume I must know people with stocks, but I don't no, I, know I, I that I know I own one share. I have <laughs> one share. In what? Might I ask? Beyond Meat. I bought a Beyond Meat share when everything crashed. <laughs> we have one share. It's worth $70. And one day it's going to make big money. <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, I mean, those Beyond patties. This is not an ad for Beyond. I just... Uh, <laughs> As far as the fake meat patties that we can get They're over bloody here. bloody delicious. I can't get the impossible ones. I can't find them. It's impossible. But the yeah, Beyond they're ones, they're so fucking good. They're amazing. So good. They cook in a really satisfying way as well. They like sizzle properly. They look properly like meat. They make me uncomfortable. They're pretty gross. <laughs> they look like they're bleeding. <laughs> See, they're that's delicious. the part that I love. That's what I need, which is probably psychotic, but uh, it's the, it the pantomime of the experience. It's very nice. How do they do that? I have no idea how they do it. Well, that's the uh, message we're going to leave you on. Uh, If you know how Beyond Meat do that, (laughs) uh, let us know. 
Also, it's okay to laugh at stocks go down. It's okay to laugh at uh, landlords who don't know how they're going to pay their bills after they sp- spend everything investing in uh, other people's labor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people that are having to madly put their the apartments and houses they bought for Airbnb up for uh, sale or up for rent because Airbnb has fallen through because no one's traveling. You know, they might be victims of a capitalist society that forces them to try and eke out whatever joyous existence they can through exploiting other things and exploiting the market and taking up housing that could go to people that need it. And that maybe that that's a systemic problem and not a personal problem, but at the same time, fucking ah ha 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 ha. Owned. Pwned, yep. even. Uh, fucking uh, friend of the show, Bakun, was just posting pictures of places that were going up for rent that were clearly Airbnbs because of how <laughs> shitty the interior decorating is. Oh, but it's wow. like that, like, having a pillow that just says, live on it. You're like... <laughs> what do you mean oh, by that? God. What does it's, this mean? It's such a weird facsimile of a place people would live in. Like, yeah, it's weird, right? Because normally how a house happens is you accumulate stuff over time and things just get put in places where they belong and it's all of your, you know, households coming together and it's a really organic, right. quite warm process. You know, it's very personal. And then they try then to, to put this together artificially. Yeah, to try and do that where you're like, oh, but I don't want to spend too much money. So you've just got like the blandest looking shit. Yeah, it's weird. It's like a ghost version of a house. It's very it's strange. Weird. It's pretty weird. Although there is some good news that we should probably end on, which oh. is that the government uh, has, there's a news story today. The government has admitted that it's very likely to lose its class action lawsuit about uh, the Centrelink robo debt. Oh, I did see that. And will very likely have to pay back the majority of those debts. Oh, fuck, that's so good. Uh, so congratulations news. to anyone who is a recipient of one of those uh, robo debt repayments. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope you spend all on uh, weed. I hope so too. Spend it on something that would make the government unhappy. Spend it on whatever the government was telling you that you were buying with your Centrelink money at the time you were receiving it. I think that's a wonderful plan. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, thanks so much for joining us. You, the audience, um, <laughs> we'll see you on the main episode. Please enjoy, try to enjoy whatever you can right now. Don't feel like you have to be productive. Be nice to each other. Do nice things for each other. Yeah, just like, be be good. Look after yourself. Look after the people around you. Do it. And wash your yeah. hands, after, especially after you go to the bathroom. Wash your hands, fucking 20 seconds, just fucking do it. Six feet, meter and a half distance. Uh, Go outside, but avoid congregating in groups. Mm -hmm. Unless you're in a country where you're not allowed to go outside, and then don't. Yes, that's it. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.